We're recording. Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm your hostess, Darcy Chambers. And I'm Kyle Chambers, apparently without a title, as we discovered last week. Because you're not cool enough. No, not at all. Um, this week we are going to talk about auditing, um, something Kyle has experience with. I don't. Just a little. Well, <laughs> and, you've got one audit under your belt. Yeah, and I didn't go back to <laughs> In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. So we were talking this week, Kyle performed an internal audit for a repeat customer, and um, he said that people, at least one person in every audit gets panicky yes. when they get called to the auditor. Yes. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kyle is fortunate enough to have been on both sides. He does yes. internal auditing through our company, Texas mm-hmm. Quality Assurance, and then he also does third-party audits for certification and recertification Correct. through a certifying body. Correct. So... He's been on the, hey, I'm on your team side. Yep. And he's also on the, hey, I'm going to really make sure all your ducks are in a row side. Yep. So, and last night you were talking about, you know, not saying too much, but saying just enough. Mm-hmm. So, what? give us some pointer. Give our listeners some pointers <laughs> and how to do this. And are you going to approach this from the internal audit side or the certification side? Um. A little bit of both, but more from the certification side, because that's where you can really, really screw yourself, to be honest. Okay. I mean, because uh, not that the certification auditor is, is out to get you, but maybe, I guess I assume that most folks know the difference in all these things, but uh, anyone that, that maybe doesn't will go through it. So there's a few different types of audits that you're going to you're gonna go through in any quality management system. I think we've talked about a little bit on here. We may so have. Make it quick. I will. Make it quick. <laughs> so you've got your internal audit where you... Audit yourself. You just check yourself and see how your company's doing. Um, a lot of companies, and it's wise to, in my opinion, opt to hire someone like us to come out and do the audit, do the internal audit for you. But like Darcy said, we're totally on your side. We want to help you out. That, that's our goal is mm-hmm. to help you with the continual improvement and to get ready for that certification audit. Mm-hmm. The certification audit is where the certifying body, depends on what you're getting certified to as to who that is, where the certifying body is coming in and they are effectively checking your system to see if they can put a gold star next to your name and so you're certified. Now, something I do want to point out for those that may not know, when the certifying body comes, if they find any findings Mm -hmm. or non-conformance, Either way. I get them right. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have so many days to fix that. Correct. It's not an automatic out. Nope. You have so many days to fix that. Every audit someone asks that I pass or that I fail. There's no such thing. There's no pass fail. I, I say that. There's well, yeah, because they can lose their certification. Well, yes, but when the auditor leaves, it's not like you passed or failed. I would say more than nine times out of ten, the auditor leaves leaves you a finding. 
And so, like Darcy said, you got 30 days to fix it. You submit the evidence, you fixed it, the auditor's going to review it, life's good. Right. I've only had one audit where I guess you could say they failed. They literally stuck me in the corner and left me there for two hours and ignored me completely, so I just left. Yeah. That's, that's a special circumstance, which in, in most situations, there's always a special circumstance. Yeah. Um, so now we know what yeah. internal audit is and certification audit. And even with certification, even though they're not technically on your side, so to speak, you still have time yeah. to fix that finding yep. and get your certification. Yep. All right. So how do we not panic? Yeah. So the first thing is to know that it's not pass fail. You, you, you as with one wrong statement are not going to screw your company over. Some people are terrified and afraid of it like literally shaking as i talk to them i, I hate it again that would be me yes um <laughs> i am on one end of the spectrum for certifying uh audits for third-party audits i try very hard to be very personable i try very hard to put the people at ease um i i, I just try to have a conversation but i also don't do it every single day as a living so that's what we were just talking yeah. about most um, third-party auditors that come to you for certification, that come to your company for certification, are professional auditors. Yes. It's all they do. Mm -hmm. It's their job. They're traveling. They're away from mm -hmm. their family. They just want to go in and get the documents and move on to the next That's kind of it. thing. That's it. So they're usually pretty dry, mm -hmm. not very personable just nope. give me what i need and move on yeah and uh, it, it can make for a difficult audit and that's probably two-thirds of the folks that are out there is it's just going to be a, a dry audit um the key is the auditor is always going to ask you what you do now he's going to word it some different way what are your job duties your responsibilities what are your metrics your kpis he's going to ask but all he's doing he wants to find out what you do because if he doesn't know what you do he can't have a conversation with you he can't have an audit so when you answer what you do, make it like two sentences. Don't blabber for five minutes telling me every little problem you've run into and inner office dynamics, that's gonna get you into trouble. Um, at the same time, don't say shipping, receiving, and then zip it. That's a bad idea. Um, so you really want it to be somewhere in between. So if it was shipping and receiving, we'll just use that as an example. It could be, well, it, it's my job to handle all of the shipping requests and to make sure we get them processed to customer specifications, checked and sent out. Okay. That's a pretty concise, clear explanation. Um, a bad example, which I ran into uh, yesterday, but it was an internal audit, so I had a chance to do a little bit of consulting with it. <laughs> um, which, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I enjoy because I, li I like to try to help folks out with this stuff. So she was telling me what she did, and she kind of started out well. And she was inside sales, and then she talk, starts talking about logistics and how they handle logistics. We have to worry about, you know, what carrier we're going to get, how it gets from here, how it gets to there. And she was very much building up a small, we actually went through the numbers, and it was less than 2% of her job. But she took that less than 2% of her job and turned it into more than half the conversation because mm -hmm. it's something that's currently frustrating her because they don't have a logistics person currently. Gotcha. So don't give the auditor that information. He will ask for what he needs, I promise. So answer concisely. Concisely. And Very. precisely, I think, is what you said last yes. night. Concisely and precisely. I, I think both is good because you want it to be kind of short and sweet, 
but to exactly what you do. They're not your therapists. No. So don't complain. No. And I could see how that could go very badly for the company, too, because then you're giving out a little more information that the auditor can kind of use against you. And I hate to say it like that because then it sounds yeah. like the auditor But if he detects a problem that could impact customer satisfaction, he's he is go obligated to go down. Yeah, he has no choice. So I guess that's the point. Like, mm-hmm. don't give the auditor any ammo. No, and don't lie to him because he has been lied to way more times than you have lied. <laughs> um, but no, don't don't say anything that that's not true. Now, it doesn't mean blabber off every truth possible, but don't say anything that's not true. Mm-hmm. Nothing that you can't back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. What other advice do you have for us? Don't let them scare you. I mean that it, it happens with a few people, and the ones that it just. It can really derail an audit. It really can. I'm not saying you're going to screw your company, but getting very scared and afraid, um, it, it it makes the auditor wonder, are you trying to hide something? Mm-hmm. And inevitably, you're going to get audited the hardest of anyone that day because he doesn't know if you're hiding something or if you're just nervous. We're typically not the most social people in the world. We don't pick up on those cues very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is... I've said this so many times on our podcast is the standard feels very scary. It's very big. It does. And especially, well, I don't know, especially to anyone, I think, (laughs) Um, you know, I think you have certain people in the company Mm -hmm. that are, that know it Mm -hmm. inside and out. Mm -hmm. And then you have certain people that know a little bit more Mm -hmm. about it. And then you have certain people that just say, these are my job duties. Cool. I'll do that. Right. And so then it's scary when the auditor comes. That's a good point. And you have to sit down yeah. and like, oh man, yeah. I could really screw my company right now because I don't. You feel like you should know the standard and you mm-hmm. don't. No, that's a that's a real real good point. Um, had a couple of conversations uh, with different clients lately, and you know, one she she was very surprised, and she's been in quality for a while, and she was talking about just different things that she's run into. She was very surprised how people insist that the standard says to do something. And it's it's like corporate cultural myth. Mm-hmm. Like the standard doesn't, I, you've seen the ISO standard, um, Q1, the API, Q1, Q2, like you name them, they actually say very, very little about what you yeah. have to do. They just identify structures. Mm-hmm. So if you're working in a company that has structures in place, if you don't even know the difference in ISO 9000 and ISO 9001, no big deal. You have structures. The auditor wants to know what you do. That's it. Yeah. That's the thing. Is it's to it's to set up a quality management system. Right. And I think the company would do well to help all of their employees understand. Agreed. That yes, you need to know. No, you don't. What all you really need to know is yeah. what you do. And uh, we're actually going to be doing a, a training for some folks here two or three weeks, I don't know, um, four-hour training for the uh, the management and sales staff for, for just that. Like, hey, we're putting a quality management system in place. This is what you actually need to know about it. You don't need to be the expert on this yeah. stuff. You, there's the basics of what you need. I think that's the key. Companies mm-hmm. would do well to hire somebody like us to come <laughs> in and train specific yeah. parts of their company on what they need to know. Okay, what else do you have for us? Okay, so kind of back on the scary part, just because this is a, a fun fun topic, is some auditors, a rare portion of them, take it to the absolute extreme. 
And so the first time I was ever audited, um, I had to stop the audit and, and talk to the auditor about it because um, he was really either intimidating or pissing off people mm -hmm. um, because he would turn the chair around backwards, put his knee on it and lean his arm over it and talk to him pointing like this. Mm. And it was, um, it's really odd. And I've, I've seen that, uh, that was the worst type of behavior I've seen, but I've seen that behavior from another auditor before. And I think some auditors really do try to be intimidating, but you do need to know that it is really rare. Okay. Um, the next thing is know your documents, know what your procedures are ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Look, I get it. You don't read those things on a daily basis. Heck, you may not even read them on a yearly basis. Because mm -hmm. if you're just doing your job and you're in a system, the procedure happens to match the system. Mm -hmm. But you need to know what your procedures are because I can 100% guarantee you that your auditor is going to ask. And that's for anybody Anyone. in the company. So Anyone. We talked about the people that need to know the standard inside and out. People are familiar mm -hmm. with it. But anybody in the company needs to know your procedures to do your job. Absolutely. And if you want to print them out ahead of time and have them in a folder there on your desk, that's awesome. Because if you're trying to look for it in the computer system and you never get in there <laughs> to look for it... I mean, you're fumbling around for 10 minutes to give the auditor a whole lot of time to ask questions about a whole lot of things he sees on that screen. I, I laugh because that's the one audit that I went on, <laughs> and this was over a year ago or about yeah. a year ago, and that's what they were doing. Kyle would say, well, where's this? And they're clicking through a screen that we're watching on uh -huh. a big projector, and I, I mean, I just can't even describe <laughs> how I felt. I was like, I can't. I had no patience for it. I right. couldn't sit there through it. <laughs> However, I will say, Kyle went back this year to do that same oh company's internal gosh. audit, and he said they had improved by leaps and bounds. Oh my gosh, They've yes. really gotten it together, and... As they a matter of fact, Kyle was trying to tell him it's going to have to be a two-day audit, and uh -huh. they said, "No, it's only going to, we're only doing it one day." And Kyle finally agreed, and they finished early. Yeah, we finished almost two Monday. hours early. <laughs> it okay. was crazy. So let's keep moving. That's crazy. All right, so don't be intimidated. Mm -mm. Be concise and precise in your answers. Yep. And know your procedures, even if you've just printed them out and yep. reviewed them. Because mm -hmm. it's something you do every day, but sometimes it's hard to speak to. Absolutely. Also, expect that the auditor wants evidence. So he's probably gonna. He's probably already because you're likely not to be the first person he talks to. So he's probably gonna come at you with a work order or a purchase order or a sales order or you know an inventory number. He's gonna come at you with something wanting information from it, and you need to know why he wants that information. It's not just because he has to fill his notebook full of uh, full of notes, but he wants that information because, say, he talked to the sales department that morning, and he sampled three sales orders from those guys. Well, now he's going to go to the production department. He's going to ask the production guys, can you show me the work order associated with these sales? And then he's going to see on your work order, does the work instructions, the work scope, the job ticket, whatever you call it, does your instructions for your production team match what your sales team said to do? Mm-hmm. And then he's going to want to see evidence that they did what you told them to do. I mean, it's simple stuff. Okay. It really is simple. It's just following it from it's start following to it. finish. It. Uh -huh. Start to finish, make sure everybody's doing it. And uh, at a minimum, we are generally told to get evidence of two projects start to finish. Well, that's good information for our listeners. Today. Yeah. So they will. They'll want to see as much as they can start to finish. And then... Um, I guess a few things that would cue an auditor to dig deeper, because that's always when the audit's no fun. Mm -hmm. At least, you know, well, for the auditor it can be, but for, for the auditee it's no fun. Um, 
we mentioned briefly earlier is if you've got a computer screen open that you're showing the auditor and you're scrolling through tons and tons of records, all you're doing is giving him uh, a chance her. to... Yes. I just have to say yes. that. You keep saying he. I gotta <laughs> Sorry. Because we have a female auditor on our team. That is that's true. amazing. Yes, she's we, fantastic. You know, yes. it's not always a he. It's, it's just, true. It's just common just language speak. Yeah. to say he or she. So. <laughs> um... So but you're, you're giving, yeah, faster. like you're just giving uh, the auditor tons of opportunities to say, hey, scroll back up. What about that record right there? Let me look at that. Now, you have no idea why he wants to look at it, but he does. You're and he's got something he's looking for. Up. Oh, yeah. So do try to avoid that, that mass scrolling. Um, it, it's a simple kind of goofy tip. But let me ask you this then. Okay, so if they're... So to avoid the mass scrolling, you said, you know, you could have your procedures print out. So what if you have the work order, da, 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 start to finish, you've already got it all there for the auditor. That looks suspicious, it too. Does. That looks like you're trying yeah, to don't hide do that. something. No. But what I like to tell folks um, when they have an opportunity, some people just don't have the, the tech to do it. Um, but generally what folks do for me is they'll pull up a big screen in the conference room mm-hmm. and they're roll, scrolling through their ERP, they're scrolling through their network files. The oh, business system, the the enterprise resource planning. It's okay. you know, whatever you use to track your sales and your work orders okay. and you know, your production data. Um, and they just scroll through it and scroll through it and scroll through it and scroll through it. And same thing with the network file shares and their records. Um, if you have the opportunity, don't mirror your screen to the big screen. So you're sitting there on your laptop, right? You're sitting there on your laptop and you got your laptop on the big screen. Don't mirror it on the big screen. Until you're ready. When you have something to show the auditor, drag it over to the big screen. Okay. I mean, I know it's a little thing. Talk to your IT guy, figure out how to do it. It will save you a lot of headache. Um, Because all you're doing is open your auditor up to stuff. And if you're not real familiar with how to do it, you're showing your auditor how unfamiliar you are with your own systems. Right which may be perfectly normal because that's not your daily job, but he doesn't know, and that's another question he has to ask. Yeah, creating a new rabbit hole. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So you can kill so many rabbit holes. Uh, Maybe we can put together a little more precise and concise list of these these tips. Yeah, I think maybe (laughs) in the show notes you can come up with that. All right, anything else you have for us? Um. Ask your auditor ahead of time if he wants to go out for lunch. Ask your auditor ahead of time if he has dinner plans. Some auditors, they eat it up. They love it. Fine. If they do, then spend a little extra. Keep him happy. Because, again, if he's gone from his family 40 weeks of the year, that's his enjoyment. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of them, like me, I don't care. Bring in sandwiches. I'm happy. I just want to get the job done and go home. Yeah. But ask ahead of time. Don't assume and don't, th- yeah, and just just ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just that's it. That, I, I know that's a point because when you were in your company and being mm-hmm. audited every time. Oh, my gosh. It was always a late day anyway. And then every time you were required to take him out to dinner. and Not only out know, to dinner. I was expected to take him to a very nice place every yeah, night. Yeah, a fancy place. and. You know, it was like he wouldn't get home till eight or nine that mm-hmm. night because then they had to sit and talk, and mm-hmm. that was always a frustration for mm-hmm. you. And then same thing as auditing. He, yeah, Kyle, I don't even think waits for people to ask. He's just like, nope, just bring it in. Let's get the audit done yep. and move along so everybody can get back to work. Yep. And it will turn out that the auditor didn't even want you know these years back. He didn't even want to be taken out for dinner. 
that often. He it's wanted what your boss was telling yeah, you to do. He wanted to go back to the hotel and type the report. Yeah. He had to type our report after he got home instead of before he got home. Yeah, and that's true for a lot of the auditors that travel. They would like to go get their report done in the hotel so that yep. when they do go home to their families, they can be with their families and not have to type exactly. the report. But so. ask. So yeah. that's it. It, it the, uh, the the certification it doesn't have to be a difficult process. Nope. And so we have good auditors. We have Kyle and yes. another auditor on our team that's wonderful. So if you need internal auditing, we audit to a lot of standards. Several. Several. Several and just added one recently. And, um, Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I'm going to stop myself. So, <laughs> anyways, I guess that's all for today. That's it. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening.